welcome to the Wonderfully Woven podcast. I'm Lucy Garrison, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and this is a space where we'll delve into discussions around all things wellness and nourishment for the body, mind, and spirit. We'll chat about what it looks like to support and steward the original design of how our bodies were created so you can live fully and freely through all seasons of life. And no matter what you're journeying through, I want to remind you that your body is wonderfully woven. You are wonderfully and fearfully made and marvelously complex. Up next in the Wonderfully Woven podcast is a series all about key vitamins and minerals needed to nurture and nourish both baby and mama throughout pregnancy. And not just that, but it's also useful if you're trying to conceive and you want to help intentionally prepare your body for conception through whole foods. So as always, this is not medical advice. It's not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, any health issues. This is me sharing from my education, personal research and experience and it's intended for educational purposes only and to really encourage you to do your own research and insight to make informed decisions for yourself and your family. So please consult your own healthcare providers and practitioners if you have any questions and you're interested in implementing anything new or different into your wellness rhythm. So let's dive into today's episode where we're going to chat about calcium. Now, calcium is a macro mineral, so this means that it's needed in larger quantities by the body compared to micro minerals or trace minerals, which are needed in smaller amounts. And it is also an electrolyte. So electrolytes are minerals that dissolve in body fluids and water and have an electric charge. And during pregnancy, calcium is specifically needed for the development of the baby's skeletal system, particularly during the last trimester as the skeleton is mineralizing. And it's also needed for muscular contraction and for the functioning of our nerves. Now, not only is it important for baby, but it's also important for you as a mama because your bones, your joints, your ligaments are all working increasingly harder to support the weight of your growing baby. And throughout the postpartum season as well, calcium is taken through breastfeeding. So all of that can really impact your bone density. Not only this, but pregnancy can actually impact your oral health as well. So there are a number of reasons for this, like your shifts in hormones can actually lead to increased bleeding of the gums. If you experience frequent vomiting throughout pregnancy, it can also increase the acidity of the mouth, which can eventually affect the enamel on your teeth. So calcium is needed for the remineralization of your teeth to strengthen enamel and to really support your oral health. So in a future episode, we'll chat about oral health and pregnancy and practical steps that you can implement to support it as well. So if you don't receive enough calcium through dietary sources, whether that's directly through whole foods and a prenatal supplement, your body will take it from your bones. What your baby needs to grow and develop will be taken from your nutrient stores. There are two sources of calcium. There's both plant and animal dietary sources. So plant sources of calcium include things like green leafy vegetables like kale, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, also soy products and tahini. And those can really help contribute to our intake of calcium. Um, And it is really beneficial to include a range of plant-based sources 
of foods within the diet. But in the case of calcium from plant sources, it isn't actually as bioavailable. So it's not as easy and efficient for the body to absorb and use. And compared to animal sources of calcium, they typically contain a smaller percentage of the recommended dietary allowance of calcium. So seeking to incorporate animal sources of calcium is really optimal. So full fat, whole milk, yogurt, cheese, even things like canned sardines with bones. Now, if you're like me and you heard that and you're like, "Mm, sardines, like if they're not a fish that you're familiar with eating and the thought of them isn't too appetizing or appealing, you could use them in different ways um, to just make them a little bit tastier and just change the texture. So Fish cakes, for example, you can add a lot of flavor to them and really mix up the form and texture. So you could do kind of corn, jalapenos, lime, paprika, cilantro, and grated sweet potatoes to really kind of disguise more of the taste of the fish. Um, Or you could go with something that's a little kind of fresher and zestier with lemon and spring onions and herbs like parsley and dill. So I'd say that is also one big thing that I've learned as I've kind of found out about other whole foods that are really nutrient dense and great sources of different minerals and vitamins learning to incorporate foods that maybe I don't usually eat and actually just mix up the diversity and range of foods and so sometimes if you are like me and maybe you struggle with certain forms and textures of foods um, or if they're things that you're not as familiar with finding recipes that incorporate them in ways that maybe they're more kind of hidden um, or that you really focus on optimizing flavor can really help you to just introduce some different foods into your weekly meal plan. Now, if you do follow a vegan diet, blackstrap molasses is another great source of calcium, so you could really utilize that as a sweetener in baking, especially if you prefer your baked goods to be a little on the kind of richer and more deeply flavored side rather than super sweet. So I did um, once try blackstrap molasses cookies and they had a much more kind of subtle flavor that added to the spices rather than being dominated by sugar. So definitely check out a recipe for those. Some people do actually take blackstrap molasses by the spoonful, which I did once try, but it is very thick and it isn't the most pleasant in my opinion. And frankly, if you're experiencing nausea and vomiting in your pregnancy like I did in the first trimester, it may not sit well on your stomach by just taking it straight. So you could look to incorporate it into a smoothie as well, for example. Now, I will also just say, if you are following a vegan diet, when it comes to calcium, nut milks and oat milks aren't comparable um, nutrition-wise to actual dairy um, because it isn't from an animal. So I don't think that just because maybe you're having oat milk in your latte or your having a coconut milk yogurt that it's providing you with the same nutrient profile and calcium intake as dairy would be because it doesn't. So it's really important to be aware of that and particularly in the context of veganism, whether you're taking a prenatal supplement or maybe you're just finding a few key supplements that you need to support your body throughout pregnancy, calcium would likely be one of those. So not only do you want to ensure that you're consuming enough calcium, but it's also really important to support your body in being able to properly absorb and utilize it. 
And there are several elements that can influence this. So first up is digestion. Now, if you have been regularly listening to the Wonderfully Wyvern podcast, you have likely heard me mention this key foundation many times. And it's because it really does lay the groundwork for nourishing yourself from the inside out. Because again, if you can't break something down, then you're not going to be able to use the nutrients that are inside of it. So specifically with digestion, you want to support an acidic environment in your stomach because that is required for efficient calcium absorption as it enables it to be solubilized and ionized. Now, some ways that you can do this is incorporating warm, hot water with fresh squeezed lemon um, into it or even a tablespoon or two of apple cider vinegar mixed in and taking that about 20 to 30 minutes before you eat. Also things like ginger tea um, or digestive herbal bitters as well can really help with supporting the acidic environment in your stomach. Another element that can influence absorption of calcium is having sufficient vitamin D. So in the previous episode of this podcast, I talked about prenatal supplements and how vitamins and minerals can be synergistic and antagonistic. So it means that they can work together to optimize their function or if you don't have like the right balance and levels of certain ones it can actually have the opposite effect and it can impact the ability of a certain vitamin and mineral to function as it needs to so vitamin d is really important in the absorption of calcium in the intestine and the main way for you to increase your vitamin d is through exposure to sufficient sunlight And in the notes of this episode, I'll have a website linked which outlines the length of time that you would ideally want to expose your skin to sunlight without sunscreen or being covered up based on your skin type and the UV index because that can differ based on the season, where you live and the time of day. And I think particularly um, just in today's culture, we very much like lather on like the sunscreen cover up and Don't get me wrong, of course, at certain peak times where the UV index is really high and if you're going to be out in the sun for extended periods of time, it is, of course, important to wear a hat to cover up, especially like your chest and your shoulders, which are areas that can easily get burnt by the sun. You don't want to damage your skin, but it's almost gone too far in one direction where we just completely cover up ourselves and we're not actually then able to actually absorb vitamin D because we've now added a barrier. So being able to expose your skin to sunlight for a period of time and then covering up is the ideal way to actually increase your vitamin D intake. And there are actually dietary sources as well of vitamin D. So things like wild caught salmon, chestnut mushrooms, pasture raised pork chops and eggs as well. Those have a little bit less, but they still do have some vitamin D. So Take this as your reminder to get outside, breathe in the fresh air and soak up the sunshine. And then lastly, hydration. Now water is needed to move calcium throughout the body to where it needs to go. So ensuring that you're drinking plenty of fluids that are rich in electrolytes will ensure that you're sufficiently hydrated as well as supporting your mineral balance too. So this could include fresh squeezed lemon and a sprinkle of unrefined sea salt that's dissolved in warm water. Or you could also use electrolyte powders that don't contain additives. So there are certain brands like Element, LMNT or Trace Minerals that you could utilize as well. Thank you for 
listening to the Wonderfully Woven podcast. If you have any thoughts on topics that you'd like to be discussed or questions, then please reach out to me at wonderfullywovenwell at gmail.com. Thank you.